And so we want to uh, go into the offering. I believe we have a verse on the screen. When Chrissy told me what verse she picked for, for the offering, she's picking the verses. And, and when she told me, I thought, you know, that's my text. How many of the Holy Spirit knows how to orchestrate a service? So this is what I'll be preaching on in just a little bit. So let me back up. I don't have a monitor over there where I can see, but I want to look at it with you. It says this, uh, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Isn't that the truth? I mean, some, uh, something about giving at Oak Grove, we never pressure, we never pursue, we never beg or, or claim that we have to have. We just let God speak to you and his word speak to you. And you have been faithful all these many years. And so let's keep reading. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. There it is, right? There it is. I should have said what I said after I read that. Uh, no pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Cheerfully. So I don't want to take the thunder and, and preach the message right now. We want to receive the offering. But in the offering today is going to be a couple of different things. One is going to be tithe. How many know the tithe belongs to the Lord? And the other is going to be offering. And maybe you gave another way. Maybe you gave online already and you're not participating. But offerings are above and beyond, like a grain offering, right? Or a burnt offering or whatever offering. I'll talk about it later. But whatever you're offering to the Lord, let's just lift our hands to the Lord right now. Lift our gift to the Lord. And we all understand what's going on. This is part of the worship service. Aren't you grateful to be able to have something to give to our King, to our Lord? Father God, we thank you today. Bless this offering, these tithe. The tithe belongs to you, so in essence, we're really not giving you anything. We're returning what already belongs to you. So, so we're not taking anything. But Lord, the offerings and the tithe, belong. we give it to you as a sign of our heart. Our heart, you, you purpose in our heart. A part of our worship, part of our lifestyle is to be generous. So thank you for a generous church. Thank you for a faithful church. Thank you for a church that gets it. There's no way we can put new carpet in the sanctuary and be blessed as we are next week uh, and paint and all the other things it takes to get it ready without the faithfulness of your people. Thank you for every penny, for every nickel, every dime, every quarter, every dollar, every million dollar bill that you bring in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. So maybe I prophesied. Maybe there's a million-dollar bill in the house. I don't know. Let it be so God. How many know rich people need Jesus too? And so I never do, never do want to discredit them. While you're receiving uh, the offering, uh, Chrissy and Taylor have some exciting news, and they're going to come if they didn't go in the rapture. I'm nervous. There they are. All right. Uh, here you go, buddy. Tell them what's happening. We're not pregnant, first of all. Let me just clear the air. We are not. Awkward. Yeah. That was the perfect setup for us. We have a church-related announcement. Yes. Everybody calm down and sit back down, okay? (laughs) But seriously, um, Chrissy has been working on something for, gosh, what, a month and a half? A month and a half-ish. She has built what we're about to show you from scratch. It's a church communication update, so... We are super excited, if you want to head to the next slide, Joy, to announce we have a church app. Yay, we now have a church app. I was hoping you'd be really excited. Um, We are so excited to have this church app, and we're going to describe it to you really quickly 
And then don't pull your phones out yet because we will download it together right here. It's only going to take a few minutes. But we wanted a place for us to connect all things Oak Grove, all info Oak Grove in one place at your fingertips. How awesome is that? If the world can have it, the church can have it. Amen. So here we go. Let's go to that next slide. Okay, so the app is called Church Center. Your logo here on the left is what it's going to look like when we download it here in a minute. But just so you know, it's called Church Center app is what yes. it's called. Next slide. When you get... Oh, go ahead. Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, go back, Joy. Okay, so we've already got these things we use. Obviously, we use Facebook, Instagram, the church website, the Welcome Center. Um, and again, for things such as, let's say, weather-related cancellation, signups, things like that. I want to make clear that the church app is not replacing any of that. Those are all still going on. If you want to use those, that's perfectly fine. This is just going to be a centralized location where all of that information will just be in one spot. You can pull it up and you've got it. Going to be awesome. All right, next slide. So when you jump on the church app, you're going to see a home page. At the bottom, you see that there's home groups and signups. That's our three big categories. What you're going to find on the home page is a link to online giving, listening to any sermons you may have missed. There's a huge archive. Just hit these buttons. You can click the church website. It'll go straight to the website. And if you see those little Facebook and Instagram icons there, it'll take you straight to our social media pages with just the click of a button. Um, you also see upcoming events, Sunday services, um, any information. Go back one real quick. Sunday night life groups. Okay, flip. Okay, and then, Sorry, again, I this is, <laughs> I know this is a lot of slides, but it's showing you when you get on the main page of the app, you're just scrolling down. So the farther down you get, it's going to show you what sermon series we're on, the next one that's coming up, the church calendar. And, again, I, I repeat this because I want to say it's not replacing. If you want a paper calendar, have a paper calendar. That's fine, but it's also going to be here. It'll also list our staff members. Um, and then the very, very bottom of the main page is actually a map where you can click and get directions exactly to the church, um, if you so choose. Yes, the groups tab at the bottom center is what we're so excited about. So when you get on and you look at groups, you are going to see all kinds of groups that you're going to find at least one that you're a part of, okay? So um, what you'll do is you'll request to join one of the groups. So let's say I have a Tommy, he's two years old, so I'm a part of the early childhood department. So I'm going to click early childhood and request to join. Our staff leaders have ability to uh, accept your request. So Betty Jo will probably get a ding on her phone, and she'll say, oh, yeah, Chrissy's a part of that, and she'll accept me. Then within the group, there's messages, meaning if they need to give you an update, like, hey, our kids are wearing pajamas for Christmas party, they can send a direct message to your phone. It'll ding like a notification. You also see events. Here's some upcoming early childhood events that I can be aware of just because I'm part of that group. And then over here, you see resources. I put the Oak Grove worship team uh, slide here. For in the Oak Grove worship team group, we have our team schedule every month. That'll be right there in the group. Isn't that awesome? I see my worship team members going, yeah, that's great. You can absolutely join more than one group. You'll request to join it. Because you're, you have to request to join, that means your information's safe. That means nobody from the outside that we don't know is in our groups. Um, so, yeah, and then the members tab in your group. You can see all the people in your life group or see all the other parents that are in the Kids Now Ministries. It's going to be awesome to connect. You go ahead and the next one, Joy. Okay. Now, the next tab at the bottom is going to be signups. So this is going to be, we've got our connect cards, again, physical connect cards, same exact thing. It's just a digital connect card, our starting point new members class. 
those are things that will always be on there as groups. So those aren't going to change. Now, things that might come up, such as our Super Sunday lunch or our incredible pizza event, those are events that you need to sign up for that are going to come and go, obviously. So, for example, the Super Sunday lunch, you're just going to click on the event. You can tell exactly how many people are coming. That way we can get a head count of, hey, how many people are coming to this event? How much food do we need? It literally takes 10 seconds to do. Now, if there is an event that there is payment needed, such as the incredible pizza event, you'll do the same thing. You're going to go in there, click on the event, sign up for the event, put how many people are going. You can, she'll show later, but you can actually pay online. Yeah, now. so let me show you that through. You can sign up for the marriage retreat. We're trying to go fast, but it's a lot of info. And I'm getting dings already. People add it. See, this is exciting. Get off your phones. I I'm can't wait to add you after church because I'm not going to be on my phone during church. But hey, the marriage retreat, if you haven't signed up yet, you can do it right here on the app. So you're going to click register. I already did. So it says view registration, but you'll click register. I added Chrissy Dodson and Taylor Dodson are going to adult registrations is $50. And then I hit register. Here's the thing I want everybody to know. You don't pay right there on the app. You'll get a confirmation email, and that's what this last slide is right here. And it says link to pay balance on Tithely in your confirmation email. You'll just click boom, and you'll pay on Tithely, okay? And then it also has a link to a personality quiz so any information that you need or any payments, it's all going to be through your confirmation email. Everybody say confirmation email. You can always call the church office, text me, call any staff pastor, and we can totally help you with this if you have any questions. Next slide. Okay, so this is going to be your page. So in the app, there's going to be a little logo on the top right-hand side. You can add your profile picture. We would love that. You don't have to. It's absolutely is to your level of comfort. You don't have to put your picture on there. You don't have to put your phone number on there. But this is where you're going to be able to do that. On the right-hand side, you can go to um, requiring face ID to sign into the app, putting your profile picture, things of that nature. Again, totally up to you. But the cool thing it does on your personnel page is it shows your schedule. So let's say you're signed up for multiple events. You're saying you're going to different sermons. It's going to tell you for you exactly what you're signed up and when they're coming up. Um, to attend. So that's cool. So awesome. We're so stoked about this app. We put a lot of work into it. When you go to the next slide, everybody pull your phones out. This is like a one-time thing in church, but pull your phones out. This is only going to take you two minutes. Now, if you're not on a smartphone or you're not interested in apps, you totally don't have to do this. But if you are, go ahead and get into your, uh, your Apple store if you're iPhone or your Google Play store if you're Android. You're going to search in your store church center app and it's going to pop up and that's the logo right there. You're going to click on it and download it. It should only take eh, 30 seconds, and then we're going to walk through it so fast. I promise. And if you get behind, don't worry. We will help you after service, and we're flying through We can always help. I see a lot of people staring at me, so I hope you're interested. Maybe you'll do it later on. All right. A lot of people's heads are down. They're downloading the app. It's going to be such a great resource. We hope you utilize this. All right. Once you get the church app downloaded, go ahead and go to that next slide. You're going to see this screen right here. You're just going to hit get started. And then you're going to hit search manually and type in the zip code of our church, 65804. You can just follow the screen at, at your leisure here as you're downloading. 65804. Go to that next slide for me. You're going to scroll down and you're going to see our church as well as many others. A lot of churches use this app. It's so awesome. 
So in this area, you're going to see Oak Grove Assembly. You're going to click our logo. And then you're going to say, this is my church. I love that. I thought that was so awesome. This is my church. Just click that button. And then it's going to ask you for your mobile phone number. So go ahead and type in your mobile phone number. And you have to put that in there because if we need to get in contact with you after a sign-up or a registration, we've got to have that phone number. It's not going to be put to the public. It's just for the administrator's eyes. Once you put your phone number in, go ahead and go to the next slide. You're going to type in your email address. Make sure it's an email address that you check regularly, okay? So I recommend the one that's on your phone if you have a smartphone and you check email because it's going to send you a six-digit code, and you're going to put that six-digit code in, and then you're going to enter your first and last name, and you should have it. Go to that next slide. Yes, so again, I mentioned this earlier. The biometric authentication is like your face thing. Again, if you don't use that, that's fine. You don't have to. It's, that's simply just asking you when you log into the app, do you want it to just use your face to log in? <laughs> your beautiful faces. Um, you can do not now if you don't want to. Now, one of the biggest parts is when it says allow church center to send you notifications. Again, not telling you what to do. If I were you, I would say allow, just because, again, if you're sent a notification about something, it will literally instantly pop up for you and tell you what it is. If you don't do that, you're going to have to manually go check your email or the app to see things, which is fine, but I would allow notifications. Thumbs up if you're on. Hey, look at everybody. That is so fantastic. We are so excited about this app. We hope you check it regularly. We hope you get involved in groups. After church, all of our staff pastors will start accepting everybody into the groups. Check it out. Look around on it. The last thing we want to say is that if there's ever inclement weather, we have to cancel services, it's always going to be on the home page. You can also check on Facebook and other ways that we usually, but it'll always be on the home page. So if you're ever thinking, I wonder what about Oak Grove, I guarantee you it's going to be on the app. So go ahead and, make, and utilize it. We hope you enjoy it. And if you have any questions, contact anybody that's on staff, and we'll be able to help you. Now, pastor's going to bring the word. Get off your phones. Hey, give it up for Christian Taylor. Thank you guys so much. I'll have to wait till after service, uh, Christy, because my flip phone, I just couldn't get online. I don't know what happened. No, I'm teasing. I do have an iPhone. But my father-in-law don't, so he just stared at us. He just has a flip phone. I'm so excited about this message. I, I, I just think it might be the last in this series, okay? But, uh, man, we could have gone on and on and on and on about, uh, about favor, and I'm so excited. And so I hope that you take advantage of the church app. It really will access you and help you access everything that needs to be done. So if we're ready, um, I don't know. I just feel like I want to sing... Uh, you are perfect in every way. How many know who he is a good, good father? You are perfect in all of your ways. Sing it with me. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. He's a good father. And Father, I ask that you anoint this sermon today, this message this whole series has been fun. I've enjoyed it. 
but we come to a very critical place to activate access. We, we want you. We don't want what you have. We don't want your stuff. We want you. Prepare our hearts to be people, Pentecostal people, who are generous in our heart. Like we talked about last week, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of our heart is our generosity. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, I was glad to know you can. Can you give on that app? Church app, you can give. So you can give on the church app. That's point number one. Give on the church app. No, tease is not point number one. Y'all are serious. Look at it. Get off your phone. You put that app away. Put the app away and let's pay attention. Here we go. Living in the favor of God. Next slide, please. Uh, this has been the whole series. This has been our, our text. It's gotten in my spirit. I pray it's gotten in, uh, into your spirit. But uh, let's read it together. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. He is our shield, the lifter of our head. Thy glory and the lifter of our head. Our God is a God who surrounds us, who cares for us, who chose us, who saved us, who loves us, who cares for us. Does anybody believe in that? And so, so we've been talking about this since January. How do we activate how do we activate favor in our lives? So generosity, generous hearts, open the door to divine favor. That's what our topic is. We're going to stay right there until we tell you when to flip so you don't have to go anywhere, Joy. She is the joy of our life, right? Joy over there. Let's appreciate them in the sound booth and in the media. You've been a blessing in this transition. Thank you all so much for helping us. But uh, we talked about activating favor. We defined favor. We talked about how to obtain or activate it. Sow favor, speak favor, um, asking God for wisdom to attain favor, obtain favor, um, and even sow favor, right? And so we said favor uh, from the Lord is not just about us getting what we want. It's about us finding the plans and the purposes of God and getting in alignment with his will. So he favors us for more than just us getting things from him. It's not self-centered at all. So our text throughout the series puts it very plainly. Uh, Surely, Lord, will bless the righteous, those who are righteous. It is limited to those who are righteous. If you're living in, uh, uh, if you're living in sin, in willful disobedience, you are absolutely out of alignment with God. Are you hearing me? You're away from God. Don't expect the blessings in favor of God when you're walking in disobedience to God. See that? And there's a lot of people today who are confused about the definition of Christianity. A Christian is one who follows Jesus. A Christian is one who is like Christ and like God. So you're never going to be like God as much as when you're generous. For God so loved the world that he gave. How many know our God is a giving God? He gave while we were yet sinners, not because we deserved it. He gave it because that's just who he is. It's who he is. We just sang it. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's just who you are. Is anybody here glad God saved you, redeemed you, loved you, bought you, cares for you? 
favors you. It's only in alignment to the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Outside of that, um, you know, there's no favor. Sorry. In fact, the Bible says that those who don't know God are the most miserable. Miserable. They can act like they're saved. They can pretend that they're saved. They can, act, you know, even tell everybody they're saved. But their heart is not at peace. If you've ever been away from God, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever known the Lord and walked away from the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. There's nothing like being in a right relationship with the Lord. Amen? And so, so it's important. Our God is a good God, a shield, and he is the glory and the lifter of our head. Favor means, we defined it, God, uh, God is good, and so it's goodwill. It's generosity. It's support. It's advocacy. We have an advocate with the Father, Right? Uh, we ask and, and repent. Is anybody glad that if we repent of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins? So we're not talking about people. Righteous people are not perfect people. We're not talking about perfect people. I mean, no, if we were looking for perfect people, we'd have to, everybody would have to be escorted out. I mean, no, there's only one perfect, and his name is Jesus. So he's not asking us for perfection. And I'm not asking you for perfection. Because how in the world can imperfection demand perfection? I need just as much of God as you do. Amen? So we need the Lord, and favor means uh, advocacy, approval, mercy, unwarranted blessings. I didn't ask for it. It's like grace. Grace is the word charis, like charismatic, or charis is gifts. It's gifts, right? And, And so it means favor and much more. So if you place your faith and trust and hope and confidence in Jesus, then then the truth is uh, other people may have more money, talent, education, better looks, experiences uh, than you, but God can add his favor to your life simply because you're in relationship with him. Everybody got that? Shout amen. amen. So favor opens doors in 2024. That was our heart and nobody else could ever open a door or take your place because uh, because God has favored you. And he can do for you what n- you never could imagine. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. 41 years I- ago, I gave my heart to Jesus, and I've been having the time of my life. Has every day been good? No, obviously not. Have there been losses? Of course there have been losses. Has he sustained us through the loss? You better believe he has. Has there been a storm? Of course. But has he walked in the boat with us and and went in the boat with us? So if he's asleep, I'm asleep. Have you ever had a long night? Couldn't sleep? The Bible says that our God neither slumbers nor sleeps. So I figured it out early on. Why should both of us stay up all night? Let God take care of it. And so we're tempted uh, to, to fall back in this idea, Satan's always tempting us and trying us and telling us that God is not good. But over and again, I repeated this to you over and again. Our God is a good God. He's always got your best interest at heart. And so we're attempting to answer the question, how do we obtain, access, activate, attract divine favor? And, and number one, it's very important to re- repeat it. Uh, we are all who are born again have been given a measure of favor. You've been given a measure of faith, right? You've been given a measure of favor. You're saved by grace through faith. Grace is divine favor. You didn't earn it, but he gave it to you anyway, right? So, uh, so he chose you. The Greek word I told you, 
uh, it means gift or favor. And God by nature is a giver. And he gave us the ultimate gift, which is Jesus. Is anybody happy for Jesus? And so, Psalm 37, 4 is not up there, so hang in there. I'll direct you on the, on the PowerPoint. I, I think I remember what I put up there. If not, don't worry about it. I'll tell you when I get there, okay? But uh, the Psalm 34, I just couldn't walk away from it. It's so powerful to me. Verse 4 tells us how to activate a generous heart. I need to develop a, a generous heart. You see, it's not about my pocketbook. If you think pastor's talking about money today, you're absolutely wrong. I'm talking about divine favor. I'm talking about something money can't buy. I'm not talking about something in my wallet, right? Uh, but, but, you know, um, last week we said uh, your words are connected to your heart. Today we're saying your giving, your generosity is connected to your heart. So the, the key is to develop a generous heart. So Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. I mean, no, that's the prerequisite right there. Is anybody here glad to be connected to Jesus? I mean, aren't you really having a good time serving the Lord? Or did you get saved and it was just a drudgery from day one? Oh, I got to go to church. Oh, I got to pay my tithe. Oh, I got to. It's, it's not a drudgery. How I many know oh, it's a blessing? We get to be with Jesus today. We get to cram in here. We get to sing and worship. So, so because we have the Lord, it is, it is a measure of our favor. And so we should learn then to activate favor is to become a generous giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Let's get down to it. Uh, Old Testament and, and uh, New Testament. I want to look at it. 2 Corinthians 9. In fact, I'm going to read it in my Bible. How many still carry a Bible? I just feel like I've seen preachers walk around with their Bible, you know, and teach. It looks so awesome. So I'm going to try to. They do that. They do like that, you know, pretty cool. Isn't that pretty cool? So chapter 9, I want to start reading in verse, oh, I know why they do it, because they can see. Uh, I can't see. So verse 5, therefore, I thought it necessary, Paul said, writing to the Corinthian church, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time. That's not up there. You wait till I get to verse 6 there. Um, ahead of time. Prepare your generous gift beforehand. Can I tell you a secret? You ought to have your tithe or your offering prepared before you even get to the house of the Lord. Some of you did. You put it online. You already took care of it, right? Beforehand, which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. Who are we talking about here, Pastor? We're talking about the difference between duty and desire. I desire to have a generous heart because my father God, I want to emulate him, and he has a generous heart. So if I'm going to act like God, I'm going to have a generous heart. I mean, no, Satan has a stingy heart. Satan is a taker, a robber, a thief. God is a giver. Are you seeing the difference? So whose father are you acting like? And so I'm just telling you it's the truth. Let's look at verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. In his heart. You see how the connection is? Your wallet and your heart are connected. Oh, wow. Not grudgingly, again he says that, or of necessity, pressured, is the word it used a little while ago. For God loves a cheerful giver. 
And I want to stop right there. I want you to turn to your neighbor and smile. Just smile at them. Just smile. Just fake it till you make it. Just turn to your neighbor and smile. Just humor me. There you go. You can laugh if you want to. Don't, don't act like you're laughing at him. You're just smiling at him, okay? Verse 8. This is the part that really ministered to me as I was studying. And God is able to make all grace abound. All grace abound. You see that? Toward you. That's favor. Grace is unmerited favor. So if you have a generous heart, God's going to make all grace abound toward you. That you, here's the reason why, here's the purpose. That you always have all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. I'm going to bless you so you can bless somebody else. It's been that way since Abraham. So I'm going to bless you, Abraham, so you can be a blessing to the nations of the world. If they bless me, if they, if they read my word and obey my word, uh, then they will be blessed. If they don't obey my word and read my word and obey me, they will not be blessed. Pretty simple. Uh, verse 9, that is, as it is written, he has, disp- uh, it's not in there, so don't worry about it. Uh, but you have your Bible, hopefully. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. And then verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. Wow, I love that. You say, well, I don't have any seed to sow. Well, guess who the source is? He's the one supplying seed to the sower and bread for food. Supply and multiply the seed you have sown. Does anybody here believe God can multiply the seed you have sown? Of course, it's right in the book here. But because of prosperity preachers and prosperity gospel, we flipped that thing and take it to the wrong side. The pendulum swung so far to the other way that we don't even believe in sowing and reaping anymore. But here it is. So, uh, so he multiplies the seed you have sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. So we're not talking just money. I believe God can give you wisdom like we talked about. God can open doors. God can give you favor. God can, I don't know, God can even make you smell better, look better. I mean, God, God is awesome. He can do anything he wants to do. How many ever seen God open up a door for you? And you knew it was the Lord. Yes. Revelation said he opens doors no man can shut and shuts doors no man can open. So all you got to do is walk in alignment with his will and his word. You don't have to try to manipulate God. You don't have to pressure God or people. All you have to do is develop a a generous heart. So that's what we need to do. Become a generous giver. All right? And God loves a cheerful giver. So he says, hey, let every person. That means it's pretty uh, personal. Your giving is pretty personal. You give as it purposes in your heart. If you have a stingy heart, then you will end up having a tight fist. It's quiet in here. But if you have a generous heart, you'll have an open hand. It'll be easy. Let me tell you something beneficial about the open hand. An open hand allows God to put stuff in it and and take stuff out of it. A closed hand, whether you're trying to be stingy and greedy and tight, don't want to give anybody anything, time, talent, money, anything. You know, just tight-fisted, greedy, not frugal even, just greedy. Are you hearing me? God can't put his hand in your hand to get anything out of it. It's tight-fisted. 
And, and uh, he certainly can't put nothing in it either. I said he can't put nothing in it either. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so it's important that we get this. Paul's very clear. And he, he's using forming, a forming analogy to make the point. Sowing and reaping. You choose. You can sow in a stingy, tight-fisted way. It doesn't make sense to the farmer, though. Think about that. Why would a farmer be stingy? For every seed sown could have potential to produce fruit. <laughs> I'm going to say this again because uh, but the, in the mindset of a farmer, he sows one seed. It has potential anywhere from 30 to 100 times the amount of seeds, seeds sown. He puts one seed in the ground. He has potential for 30, 60, 90, 100 fold. So why would a farmer not sow bountifully? You understand that? Paul's saying, hey, if you have a heart of God, it ought to open up your heart and you ought to sow by faith and watch God bring a harvest. If you have a stingy heart, which is not from God, the alternative, Paul says, is to sow, you know, um, sparingly, uh, but then so bountifully, generously, with an open hand, and it will lead to a bountiful harvest. So it's generous heart that creates a generous sower. And then I read to you earlier that he gives seed to the sower. So, Pastor, I don't have any seed. Oh, you got more seed than you know you have. So you got to know who you are in the Lord. And if you know who you are in the Lord, how many know his resources are unlimited? So here's the deal. When it comes to money, we're not all on the same playing field. Some make more money than others, right? Uh, some make more money. When it comes to talent, we're not on the same playing field. Some have more, more talent than others. When it comes to good looks, we're not on the same playing field. Don't hate me because God blessed me. <laughs> hey, but when it comes to time, how many know that is the only resource we all have the same amount of? Yes, indeed. You get 24 and 7 just like I do. So how are you spending your time? How much of your time have you sowed to the Lord? That's a good question, but we're not talking about prayer today. We're talking about a generous heart. So you reap what you sow. And, uh, and oftentimes you reap more than you sow. How many's ever found that to be so? You reap more than you sow. But if you sow nothing, guess what? So I don't know what you're looking for in 2024. Maybe you want sparingly little nothings harvest. Maybe that's your heart. But I don't know about you, but I want all that God has for me. That's not greedy. I mean, no, that's not greedy. That just by faith activates the doors of heaven. Open heavens over my life, which means more than money. It means health. Lord, I, I, I'll take health. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather, Lord, you help me walk in health than to give it to the hospital or to the drug uh, uh, pharmacy. Hello? I would rather you walk, walk in favor with you and you provide for me than to give it to Uncle Sam. Somebody's going to get it. If you honor the Lord, he will sow seed in your hand. He will give you the seed, seed to the sower. If you don't honor the Lord, he'll clip holes in your pocket and you won't make it anyway. The harvest will rot. I said the fruit will rot on the vine. So there's your choice. 
So, so, uh, so why are you keeping the seed in the barn when your kids are hungry? Well, Pastor, I can't afford to tithe. No, honey, you can't afford not to tithe. So, so uh, well, my tithe is $10 a week. Oh, no, your math is wrong. So if you made $10, then $1 goes to Jesus. If you made 10 cents last week, one penny goes to Jesus. God is so good to me because math was not my forte. But I can figure it out. I can add my ticket up real quick, Gina. Is it 10%? Then I say two 10% is 20%. And, and the servant at the, at the, you know, used to be 10, uh, God only wants 10. They want 20 at the restaurant. I'm not greedy. I'm just like, whoa, y'all are more powerful than God. He only asked for two, 10%. So, so, so we, I, I'm serious. I'm like, I might, when I retire, I might go wait tables. I'm serious. It's going to be up to 30% soon. You get a little piece of chicken leg, but give that person $100. So we'll come back to that sowing and reaping in a minute. But, but Paul's saying, become a generous giver. That's the point. Uh, time, talent, energy, money, all of it. How I many know oh, it all belongs to God? I said, have you concluded that it all belongs to God? It's going to be so. So not only should you, you give generously, number two, you should give cheerfully. Let's see what we got up here and see what they got. Uh, let's slide on and see what we got, sister. Uh, next slide. Uh, how should I give generously and cheerfully? Thank you. Stop right there. It's a very simple message. You give generously. That's the right measure. So, so, so everybody, uh, I think that's awesome. It's kind of like God's flat tax. Everybody gives 10%. Now, when you're tithing, you understand you're really not giving. Help me out, church. You're not giving. You're obeying. You're obeying. So in the Old Testament, they had three tithe. Aren't you glad you only have one tithe? Because three tithe is 30%. Three tithe. All right? Counting also the first fruit. So you don't want to go Old Testament all the way, do you? Okay? So God, God has said in Malachi 3.10, we should tithe. I'll get to that in a minute. But here's the deal. There were all kinds of offerings, even as the law of Moses came out, he gave all kinds of offerings to present in the tabernacle. The burnt offering was an unmerited offering. That, that didn't mean that if you sinned, you didn't sin intentionally. How many know we're not perfect? How many made mistakes last week? Don't raise your hand. You can come to the altar later. Okay. But we have an advocate with the Father. We can make it, we can make it right. In their way was to bring a sin offering, a burnt offering, a burnt offering, right? And then there's grain offerings, which means, Lord, um, uh, they would farmer, the farmer would raise the seed, plant the seed, get the, the first stalk, and then they would check it out. And they say, that is awesome. God provided me rain, sunshine, everything, kept away the, the, the pest and the, and the beast, and everything kept my crop. So I'm going to take the grain offering, the first one. I'm reserving this one for God. When you get, when you get ready to give to God, you should already have that pre-idea uh, predetermined in your heart, purposed in your heart. So mom, uh, Melissa and I, she's a mother, so sometimes I call her mom. She's not my mom, although she has raised me. <laughs> I have walked in obedience like a good husband. 
And, uh, but, but basically, when we first got saved, we knew God's word. And we gave above and beyond. I'm not here to tell you what we gave. I'm just telling you, God developed a generous heart because we knew not only did he demand it, he also desired it. I wanted to walk in that because, and, and so compassion comes over us, and uh, we gave our time, we gave our talent, whatever talent he gave us, we gave it back to him. We gave our kids to him. When he gave us two kids, we gave them right back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Tiffany just got a new car. God gave it to her. We gave it right, we just gave it right back, didn't we, Tiffany? She drove her new car into church. We gave it right back to God. Let's celebrate that. God blessed her with a new car, a car also a job, promotion, a blessing. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So we, we give back to God, not to man. You don't pay your tithe to Pastor Ron or Oak Grove. No, no. You honor God, the one who gave it to you. Right, is this making sense? So not only should you give generously, you should give cheerfully. That's the right motive, not just the right measure. So, so that's why we're not on the same measure. We're not on the same measuring stick when it comes to giving. It's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice. If it didn't sacrifice to give, of course it's a sacrifice. The first check we write when all the bills come in is the time. So well, I don't know about that. I wait. I count all my marbles. And I see if I pay this and I pay that and pay that and pay that. Then I pay my tithe check last to see if I have any left. How I many know you're on the back end of that thing? And the pastor's going to help you today. You're about to walk in the blessing of God. Just listen to your pastor. Put it on the front end. I scared somebody. They're going to walk out of here. I, God help me. Pastor scared me right into tithing. <laughs> so that's measurably. But cheerfully, with a grateful heart. Is anybody grateful for what God has given you? How about your health? How about your wealth? How about your family and, her and their health? Some of you have been asking God for a long time for something. He just gave it to you. You should be so grateful. And when you're grateful, you want to give it away. It's called Thanksgiving. When you get something, you'd like, you, just, you just want to give some of it away, right? Don't give it all away. He's only requiring a little of it, right? So decide it in your heart. Remember how we said your heart is connected to your mouth. It's also connected to your pocketbook. Or what he calls is your treasure. Jesus said, where your heart is, there your treasure is also. So generation, uh, generosity is a lifestyle, a heart matter. Will 2024 be a season of, of generosity and favor? Or will, or will 2024 be a, a season of stinginess and famine? You actually have the choice. So don't complain when you can't make ends meet. I mean, no, God's favor will help you even in a recession. Through COVID and anything this world throws at you, how many believe the grace and favor of God can sustain you? So don't do it reluctantly. Gives you the motive. Don't do it under obligation or compulsion. For God loves it when we cheerfully give from the heart. In fact, if it don't come from the heart, who really wants it? I mean, a preacher giving a sermon. You know, I don't care how polished it is. If it comes from the heart, man, I like it. I'll take it. A singer singing a beautiful song, every note is perfect, and you knew it didn't come from the heart. You knew they didn't spend time in prayer, but they're eloquently singing. Every note is perfect, but it flat, drops flat in front of them. Why? There's no anointing. 
How many know you can sing like a, like a canary or you can sing like Pastor Ron? How many know if there's an anointing, it'll make a difference? And that's the deal. It's the heart that matters. And so there's a whole lot of people pretending to be something they're not. I'm not going to get rough here, but it is true. And you would think it's enough just to give generously, but Paul said, no, go further. Give cheerfully. Everybody give what your heart decides. What, what, you're, what you give is something you and the Holy Spirit need to work out. Remember I said last week, hey, how are you doing with your words? It's a heart matter. And, and uh, this week I'm like catching, catching myself. You know, that sermon was rough on me too. I tried to shovel it over, but everybody needed it. And this giving issue, I'm thanking God that he gave me the discipline or the habit of generosity. It's really my heart and sometimes I do. I think, oh, man, they don't need that. It's not that they need it as much as I need to give it. You see that? God loves the poor. And Proverbs 16 says he, he, gives, he said, he who lends to the poor gives to God. I mean, no, no, no. He said, he who gives to the poor lends to God. What if every time you gave, you were actually loaning God money? I know it's ridiculous because God don't need your money. Oh, Grove does, though. On behalf of Board and I, we speak truth. <laughs> but, hey, can I tell you, Sovereign God's going to take care of Old Grove if you choose to not give it. He's going to take care of his house because this is his house. Amen? All right, so, so we're not waiting, holding our breath. I hope they pay tithe, I hope they pay tithe, I hope they pay tithe. I served under a pastor one time who after every Sunday morning, he had the receipt from the ushers after they counted the offering was in the back. He'd run to the back as soon as the service was over, look at the receipt, and he would say, Whew, we might make it this month. And I said to myself, there's no way I'm going to live like that. I didn't know where I'm going to live. That will drive you into you know, craziness. That means that means. The way I live is conditioned upon the way you give. I don't live the way you give. If I live the way you give, then I'm going to get the reward for what you didn't or did do. I live the way I give. Are y'all hearing that? All right, that's big. That's big right there. Somebody should have got there. Somebody, take notes. I'll talk about it later. Somebody should have got that one. So this is not for public display. This is not for show or to be flaunted. Two things are true about the text today. Your motive of giving, and based, it's not based upon your emotion. So it's, it's not sad, it's not distressed, it's not pressured, it's not anxious, it's not negative. It's not motivated by extreme external pressures. I, I know what it's like to be uh, pressured into giving. As a pastor, I get lots of, of requests for funds. And, uh, and I know, I know what it's like. But I, I don't allow that. I just don't allow that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I work for Convoy of Hope, and I remember trying to raise funds for Convoy of Hope. I called a thousand pastors. A thousand is is an understatement. I'm not exaggerating. Lots and lots of pastors uh, who didn't get it. Either they didn't have it, or they didn't give it, or they didn't get it. Right? So uh, after getting the door closed on many occasions, I said, Lord. I don't really know what to do. This is not going well. And uh, I think it's because 
of the way I approached it. So the next call I made, I said, hi, this is Pastor Ron with Convoy of Hope. And I was just wondering if there's anything that Convoy of Hope can do for you. Convoy of Hope is an organization, not a person. So I didn't put it on nobody. I just said, we're here to bless you. And they said, how? This is the next question. How can Convoy of Hope bless me? I said, I'm so glad you asked. Do you want to get in a partnership? And I can show you. Now all of a sudden, they're in. They're in on it. I said, Convoy of Hope blesses the poor around the world. Wouldn't you like to bless the poor? Pastor's dumb if he says no. There's more than one way to skin the cat. You'll see next week when you come into the sanctuary. <laughs> All the back row people are just going to have a conniption fit next week. No matter what we did, if somebody's going to complain. But I think it's so beautiful. Wait till you see. Wait till you see how God's blessed us. So, so it's not out of guilt. It's never out of, uh, of pressure. Uh, and so uh, Deuteronomy 15.10. Is that up there, sister? Uh, Deuteronomy 15.10. This is how you do it. So you shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. See how your heart is tied to your giving? Your heart is grieved or not grieved. Okay? So it should not be grieved when you give to him. Because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works, in all to which you put your hand. Isn't that something? Let me read it again, Jim. I don't know if they got it because it's pretty powerful. So, so you shall surely give to that person. And your heart should not be grieved when you give to that person. Because for this reason, for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works, in all you do, to which you put your hand to. So you give with this hand, and it comes back here. Cast your bread on the water, and it will come back to you. Give, and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men add to your bosom. You see that? Over and over and over and over again in the scriptures. But, but some people tried to manipulate the people of God, pressure the people of God, tell the people of God, put them on a guilt trip. You got to give, you got to give, you got to give. And if you give to motivate them, you will receive. Give, and you will receive. So then stinginess got in their heart. And they misuse the scriptures. So if you give with a motive like that, God knows your motive. He knows the measure of what you give. He also knows the motive of what you give. So it shouldn't, shouldn't be motivated by sad feelings or reluctancy or distressed giving. It should be happy. Happy. Joy. We sang about it. I think joy and giving goes hand in hand, don't you? And so, uh, so cheerful givers love God and they love uh, love him more deeply every time they give. Out of the few experiences we have, Melissa and I have found that generous heart is, is a heart that always comes back. I mean, I've got to tell you, it's always come back. More than I have sown. And the Lord always adds to seed. By faith, he puts seed in your hand. Seed to the sower. And the sower sows the gift that came from the Lord. And that's the principle of tithing. So let's deal with it a little bit. Let's go to the next slide because uh, Haggai, oh, oh, the prophets are hard on this deal here. But look at this. Hey, is the seed still in the barn? That's a good question. Why is your seed still in the barn? How are you going to have a harvest if your seed's in the barn? 
He said, say, so far now, the fig tree hasn't blossomed, or, or the pomegranate and the olive tree have not yielded fruit. But from this day forward, I'm going to bless you. Let me tell you what that says to me. Pastor, I've given and I haven't had any fruit. I can't see any fruit. Well, you need to see in the supernatural. Because not everything that God yields us can be seen with the eyes of the flesh. you got to see with the eyes of the spirit. you got to get a different perspective. you got to get a heavenly perspective. you got to get ahead of this thing. How many know God always blesses his people? It's just a principle. It's just a matter of fact. If you have a generous heart, you have a generous God, you're going to have a generous life. A life well lived. That's what he's saying. Next slide, please. i got to get these people out of here. The answer is simple, but it's not easy. It requires faith. It requires obedience and action on our part. It takes a generous heart. Generosity activates divine favor and opens doors. It just does. Next slide. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. Look at this. There is one who scatters. Same forming, uh, uh, sowing, reaping idea. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And then there's one who withholds more than is right. Oh, oh, I'm glad God is the secretary treasurer. I'm glad I don't count nickels at Oak Grove. I don't even count noses. There's two things everybody has, nickels and noses. But God is the one who keeps good records. I don't do that. If you're not honoring God, that's your life. You're going to be a reaper of whatever you're doing. You reap what you sow. Uh, but it leads to poverty. Look at that. If you withhold more than what is right, it leads to poverty. So the generous soul will be made rich. That word rich is not talking about money, monetary value. How about peace in your heart? See, money can buy you a bed, but it can't buy you sleep. Only God can give you peace. Make you rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. So if you imagine the desert, have you ever tried to sow seed in a desert? See, Pastor, it's famine out there. I know recession is on all of the Americans. But how many know the born-again believer can opt out? Doesn't mean I have to have more than I need. But how many know my God shall supply all my needs according to, not according to Great Southern Bank. Not from my life, not according to the tithe of the church. No, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You see that? My needs are met by my Lord. And so I honor his word obey his command, get in alignment with his kingdom, then I will have the things that I need. By faith, I activate that. And if you do, you will have it too. And, uh, and listen, I will give here, and it might come over here. I know what it's like to not have. Melissa and I got married. We came back from our honeymoon, and we had a little ice chest for our refrigerator. Remember that? We didn't buy one yet. Probably because we didn't have any money. We had money, but we weren't going to spend it on a refrigerator. Not when you can have a nice ice chest. <laughs> we had a little 12 by 60 trailer. See, see, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't money that made us happy. It was love. 
That's the next series we're going to talk about is love. Love. Woo! Lord, 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 let's talk about the benefits. I think more of us would give if we knew how many benefits there would be to enjoy when we give. I said if we knew. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit for a second. If we knew the benefits of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak with unknown tongues, we'd speak in tongues every day. But we don't know the benefit. If we knew the benefits of a generous heart and a giving hand, see, then we would give unreservedly. We just don't know the benefits. It's very, very sad. It's very sad. Let's look at the next slide, please. Now, I'm on point number one. I'm joking. I'll go through this real quick and we're leaving. Uh, this is what you need to take home. This is to take home. Are you ready? Have you gotten anything out of this? I hope so. I hope you got something out of the whole series. I've enjoyed very much the whole series with you. So you got to activate and align your priorities with God priorities. Next slide. Uh, Matthew 6.33. I thought Christy was going to, to quote it today. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? What is all these things, Pastor? Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Put God first. Set it right and get in alignment. Or don't complain if you don't. Don't come crying to me. People come to me and I just can't make ends meet. Just saying. Next slide. But put God's will above your own. Surrender it all to him. Next slide. Haggai, for thus saith the Lord host. Look at this. He came at us again. He wanted to punch us one more time before we leave. Thank you, Haggai. Once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Look at this. All the silver is mine. That's God speaking. All the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. So if you need some money, Unlimited resources. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace. You see that? You give this and you get this. I'll take peace over money any day. Next slide. In 2024, make God and his kingdom your highest priority and the greatest treasure. And this means living for his glory, his purpose, his plan, seeking what he wants more than what you want. Next slide. I got five seconds. Be generous with what has been given to you. Simple. Simply, if you don't have it, you can't do it. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But I don't believe everybody in this place has nothing. But when it comes to the contribution statement, it looks like you do. Well, you Pastor, you don't know what I give in this church. No, I don't. But God does. If you can give privately, you give online. Uh, online will be discovered. Uh, in the check, it will be discovered. But if you put cash, that's just you and Jesus. And I say keep giving cash. But there's no accountability. It's a way that you can slide on by and say, I gave cash. I gave at the office. Why, you don't even have an office. You see that? Watch it. Next slide, please. Generosity is more than giving what is required by God. Malachi 3.10. Next slide. 
The tithe is not something you give to God. It's something you return to God in obedience to his command. Next slide. Tithing is an act of faith, and God promises to open up the windows of heaven as a return on your obedience. Next slide. Tithing is giving 10% of our income back to God who gave us the 100% in the first place. It's an act of worship. Greediness is an act of the devil. Keep your money and see how well that goes for you. Keep your 10%. You'll never make it on 90. In fact, you won't make it on the 100 if you don't relinquish the 10. I'm just telling you, I've seen it happen. It reveals our grateful heart and our trust in his provision. It's our way of honoring God as a source of all we have. Malachi calls for those who withhold the tithe from the storehouse. He calls them robbers and thieves. Malachi did. The word of God did. Let me wipe my head and keep preaching. Next slide. Malachi also adds, test me in this and see if I would not open the heavens of you, for you. God will also prevent pests from destroying your crops. That's a way he can help you, by preventing bad things to happen to you. Or allowing the fruit to not rot on the vine. So he says, this is what you get. Here's a reward of, of sowing. You get open heavens, protection from harm, makes us fruitful, and a blessing to others. So if I get fruit from my crop... I will give it to you. So you got to understand something about the Levites. The Levites didn't get any land. You understand? So God gave the 12 tribes. He gave, he gave 11 tribes, Max. He gave them land. But the Levites said, you don't get land. You go to the tabernacle, take care of the worship in the house. When all the people come, they will bring the tithe into the storehouse. And the tithe will take care of the tribe of Levi, the ministers. Are you seeing that? So that's how church is set up. I didn't invent it. I was telling somebody this earlier this week. The church is the only place that is not a not, it's, it's a not for profit. We're not here to make profit. We're here to sustain the ministry of God's work. We're not here to make profit. Does everybody understand that? It's pretty clear. So that's what Levites did. So all the rest of them had to pay. They had land. They had to pay tithe. But, but, uh, but uh, trust me, the assemblies of God makes the Levites pay tithe too. So all of us do. Next slide. We must take the first step and tithe. I have learned that tithing is not a burden but a joy and a privilege. It's not a loss but a gain, an investment in the kingdom, both now and forever. Try it, and God will not disappoint you. Could somebody give God a praise offering? Come on, next slide. Last slide, last slide, and we can go home. Uh, Christy and Taylor took a lot of time. They took a tithe of my time. Share the blessing, and God gives you, and God will give you more. Hold it back. It's the talents. Remember the parable of the talents? He actually calls them wicked servant. You could have at least put it in the bank and got interest. See that? Wow. That's heavy duty. And so he will take from you and give it to somebody else. Watch that. Freely give. Cheerfully give. And stinginess will forfeit the favor of God in your life. I don't have time to go through the series. We could have did a whole lesson on those in the Bible who forfeited favor because of their stingy heart. Could have. We could have. But we don't have time. And I don't want to end on a negative. This has been such an enjoyable series. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, and I hope you learn. Your mouth, your moods, your money. It's all tied to your heart. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Pure heart, pure motive.
God will bless you. And it may not come out like you think it should, but you leave it to God. How many know you leave it to God? And God will take care of you better than you can take care of yourself. And God will take care of your kids. You know, it was, it was Adam that God taught how to give worship and sacrifice. And it was Adam who taught Cain and Abel how to offer up sacrifice. And this is what he taught him. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But Abel decided he, was get, he would give his offering to God his way. I mean, Cain. And Abel decided he was a shepherd. He would kill one of his first fruit, a little spotless lamb, and offer it up to God. And God preferred, accepted Abel's sacrifice over Cain's. And Cain got agitated and aggravated and killed his brother Abel. Can I tell you the downward degradation of a stingy heart? It's bad. It'll take you so far down you won't know what to do. You think you don't have money. You keep going down that track, you won't have anything. Would you stand with me? I just came to bless you. <laughs> I have to preach the word. I just have to preach the word. If anybody glad the pastor stays with the word and preaches the word, give the Lord a clap offering and a praise. Yeah, I know it's a sensitive subject. I do. But I couldn't talk about favor without dealing with it. It's a matter of the heart. Would you lift your hand to the Lord? So, Father God, we love you today. Thank you for those who honor you with their heart, with their whole heart. All you asked, Jesus, when you took the Ten Commandments and you and you kind of you kind of shrunk them down to two, and they ended up just two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your heart, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. With everything, basically. And love your neighbor as yourself. So, Lord, we put our hands up open-fisted. Come on, Old Grove. Put your hands up. Open-fisted. Open hands. Open hands. Father, whatever you want to put into my hand, you can entrust me to give it away. And also, Lord, whatever's in my hand, if you want to take it, you can take it out. My heart is connected to my, my hands, my mouth, my treasure is in heaven where raw, uh, rust and moth and nothing, nothing is going to be able to take it away. Help us, Lord. Put seed in the hands. Come on. Put your hand out there. God's going to put seed in it right now. God's going to put seed in somebody's hand right now. By faith, put your hand out. Father God, right now, put seed. Put the seed. Put the seed. I don't care if it's a mustard seed. Put the seed in their hand. It's not about how much. It's about our motive. If you put the seed in, Lord, if you can get it to me, I trust God that you can get it through me and bless somebody else. Bless me so that I might be a blessing to others. Lord, get rid of selfishness. Get rid of stinginess. Watch the way I walk. Watch the way I talk. Watch the way I give. Watch the way I move and live.